Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I want to read out this email. Hi, Niall. Can you raise a topic for me on your show? I was married for 10 years and sadly my husband passed away two years ago in a very tragic car accident. We were childhood sweethearts and I genuinely thought I would never get through the grief of losing the man that I loved so much. I'm in my late 30s and I have an eight-year-old daughter and my son is 12 years of age. About eight months ago, I went out on a date with a guy who was actually a friend of my husband's and he has been there for us as a friend for the last two years. He has helped me in so many ways to get through this very tough time. Over the last six months, we've become very romantically involved and I have become romantically involved with him. I'll be honest, I felt guilt at first, but I'm still young and I genuinely love the man. Uh, The kids have seen him come and go and are generally, uh, but they just think he's a friend. I went out on a few days out to parks and cinemas, etc. with the children and him. We decided to make a go of it last week and I suggested we introduce him to the children a bit more formally and maybe he stay the night as I own my own home and he's living in a rented apartment. Uh, we have a plan for him to move in over the next couple of months but I've come across a real problem and that's the kids. My 12-year-old son asked me last week uh, why he stayed in the house and I tried to explain that he was mummy's new friend and that maybe we could be a family in the future and he became very aggressive. That was a mistake, by the way, saying about the family. And said he didn't want him in the house anymore and that daddy would be so sad. I needn't tell you, the guilt is breaking my heart now. Last night, my boyfriend came over for the night again and my son made such a scene he had to leave. He cried non-stop. Obviously, the child, not the husband, but the boyfriend. He cried non-stop saying that he's not my dad and he can't live in our house. I've spoken to my boyfriend this morning and he's pulling away from me now as he thinks uh, this is never going to work out as he had met my son so many times and has noticed that we can't even hold hands or walk side by side when my son is around, as he gets annoyed. He told me we should take a little break so I can think about what we should do because this is just not working. I'm now brokenhearted that my son is so upset. And of course, he comes first. But I talked to my mother this morning and she told me uh, just to move on and my son needs to get over it. And I'm young and I only have one life and need to be allowed to get on with that life. Now, to top it all off, of course, my sister thinks that it's too soon after my husband has died and she believes I'm being disrespectful. You can't buy your family, I suppose. Should I wait a bit longer before I move my boyfriend in and ignore my son's wishes? Or should I respect my son's wishes and take my time and maybe take a break from the new boyfriend? Now... It's always a difficult thing, isn't it? You know, when you separation, somebody dies and you need to move on with your life and you've got young kids and you expect them just to take in the new boyfriend or girlfriend as part of the family. And they're not part of the family. They will be maybe someday in the future, but they're not part of the family right away. There's always going to be a little bit of resentment. He's not daddy. That's not mammy. Mammy didn't do this. Daddy didn't do that. There's always going to be a bit of that, particularly if the kids are young. And you are going to have that resentment. Particularly if the new, or if the old father, um, in this case, obviously, he was tragically killed in a car accident, but if he's still around, and let's say a daughter or a son are still visiting him, then it's going to be an even bigger problem because they know that dad is still available. So what do you do in that situation? What do you do in a situation where your son of 12 years of age doesn't want your new boyfriend in the house, doesn't want him to be part of your lives, doesn't want to be part of your family, 
happy to go out with him as a friend to a cinema or something like that, but doesn't want him as part of the family. What do you do? Who comes first? I'm going to ask you that question. Who comes first? What's she doing wrong here? It's been two years. It's been six months with this guy. So what's she doing wrong? Should she put her son first or her life and her boyfriend first? Herself, in other words. So who comes first? The son or her own life and new boyfriend? The number is 087-188-0008. Maybe you've been in that situation. You can give advice. Or there are people who think that she's moving on too quickly, by the way. The husband only passed away two years ago. Some people say, Jay's, he's not even cold in the grave yet. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. What should she do in this particular situation? That's 087-188-0008. Good afternoon to you, Breda. You're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you? I'm grand now. How are you? Ah, she could be always be better. You know what I mean? Is it down on your knee yet? For what? Because you were all, all for married yesterday. I love that you still want to get married. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, I know that'll be happening. You don't worry, you don't uh, worry about it, Breda. Oh, good man. Good man. Ah, she knows. She's, she's <laughs> listening. She listens every day while she's in work. She knows. Ah, It'll be on the way soon. I can well, I can officially do it now, Rita. I'm divorced. Yeah, I know. Do you have to? By the way, do you have to wait a certain amount of time? I wonder. Actually, I never asked the solicitor that. Do you have to wait a certain amount of time after you get divorced before you get married again? Is there like a is there like a cooling off period? No, 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 no. Once you sign that dotted line, now oh, it's signed. It's signed. It's rubber stamped (laughs) by the judge and everything. I'm a free man. I'm officially single, Rita. You go shopping there now, Niall. I don't need to go shopping. I'm already in love. Oh, yeah, but you need... No, I'm talking about the ring. Oh, the ring. Oh, the ring. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh. I thought you might go shopping looking for a woman. Oh, God, no. And if you need any help buying the ring, I'm very good at picking out jewellery. Oh, are you? I am very good. I can, I can assure you she's quite good herself at it. All women are now. I know, I know. But, Brita, okay, yes, here's a situation. Now, thankfully, I'm not really in that situation because my kids are a lot older and they're adults yeah. and everything else. So it's a different situation. But... You know, when you meet somebody and, you know, they have young children or you have young children, I mean, and, and look, this is a kind of different situation whereby this guy died in a tragic accident two years ago, which is a bit mm-hmm. different than having daddy somewhere else and you're visiting, there's access going on and everything yeah. else. Yeah. But I mean, first, there's two questions here. How long do you wait before you start a new relationship if somebody dies? And secondly, what do you do if your children reject the person that you've met? Well, number one, I don't think there's any time limit. I think when you're, you're, you feel you're ready to get back on with your life, you know, then take the step and go forward. Um, I think with regards, if the children are not accepting him, then she really has to sit down and make a serious decision because her children are of most important. You know, like you blink and they're gone now. You know that. Oh, I know, you yeah. Know. But, so but you've also got to consider your own life as well, which is equally important too. Your life after they've grown up. I mean, I I broke up from Jenny's dad when we were when she was seven, right. and I never went out with anybody after that. I, that was my decision. I didn't have time now between work and shift work and bringing her to dancing competitions at the weekend. And did you not have a yearning for for adult company or you know intimacy and emo, you know that whole emotional thing of being well, in love and company no, and no no I, no. I, no, I had my family and my friends and okay. I had a great colleagues and work and whatever. No, like I, I wanted this little my my lady was wanted so badly, and I was forty when I had her, and I didn't think I was going to have any. So, oh, right, I mean, so you were quite old starting a family, I but I, and I say that respectfully to you, by the way. Oh but, yeah, I was. Oh no, yeah. I was like a geriatric mother, as I like <laughs> a to call geriatric. It, you know? Yeah, I could run rings around a lot of them, but anyway, um, 
No, I mean, I made, that was my decision. Yeah. But I do think even if I had met somebody, I wouldn't have had them come live in the house with us because I, I want to, her, her happiness is of most. Like, it's only 10, 15 years and then they're out doing their own thing and, like, I'm getting back out there now and I'm having a great time. And are you dating now? Um, well, I'm trying to. It's not oh, okay. easy now, you know. I'm still waiting for you to pick me up with somebody, but there oh, we yeah, go. Oh, yeah, but, oh, but, oh, that's right. Yeah. Ashling yeah. is on the ball, by the way. She's she's putting so I know she's mentioned this to me the other day, by the way, <laughs> that we're going to do something in a line of dating. But the problem, of course, that we've had over the last few months is COVID. It's, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, we, we, we're not even allowed to bring people into the studio. Like it's just, I know. It's you know just, so yeah, so right. it's all very complicated. Yeah, anyway, very, but get, getting yeah. back to, so so you're dating now. But when, when the kids were younger, you wouldn't have dreamt of bringing a man into the house. Oh, I, I promised my daughter when, when, that there would never be another man come live in this house while she was growing up. Why life. did you promise her that? What happens if you just accidentally fell in love? Well, then I can go and visit him and his, or he could call here the night she's in her dad's or something. But I, I, I just wasn't going to bring a stranger into the house. Mm. He's going to then start telling my, my Well, daughter. he wouldn't be a stranger for long. He may be... I mean, there's a way of doing it, you know. That, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, my, my partner has... You know, my partner has two children, right? And she yeah. had a young child who was, at the time, was only nine years of age. So what right. what we would have done was we went for, like, a, a you know, Taylor Park and stuff like that. We met there with yeah. them to kind of introduce slowly and, and do things like that rather than just, you know, here's a new bloke, he's in the house and he's staying. You know, <laughs> I mean, that, I'm... Clearly, that's oh, not that's the way you do it. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I ju- it's just something. I, I she had, she just was very. She was always a worrywart when she was younger. She still right. is, but it was just. I didn't want to be adding any more stress to the child's life. It was bad enough her dad and I had gone our separate ways amicably in the end. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. But you know, I I just it was just my decision. Now I just yeah. didn't want you know. So um, you, so in this kid situation, what advi- if this was your sister, for example, what advice would you give her? Can you not just carry on seeing him as he is and go and spend a night or two over there? And you know, yeah, and, and like I mean, the kids, as I said, blink and they're gone. Like, so keep my, it low key, in other words. What you're yeah, saying. I, I think so because you know, if you don't, they're going to resent this guy, and then they will do everything in their power to break the pair of them up. Right, you know, like they will to go out of their way, and you know, who needs that kind of stress in your life? Bad enough the poor girl has lost her husband. Well, she said she said last night he came over and they were he was planning on staying the night, but the little young fellow at twelve made such a scene about it and crying his eyes out that he had to go home. And now he's kind of pulling away from her now. Yeah, well, you see, you know, he 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 had to know what he was going into when he when he when he met her first, and she, I'm sure she explained her situation. And like teenagers are very awkward at the best of times. Yeah. Never mind trying to bring an, a, a stranger, because that's what he is at the end of the day now. She might know him really well, and they may have met him, but he's still a stranger. And I'm sure they're thinking, he's going to come in here now and replace my daddy, and they don't want that. Okay, but we'll, we'll stay there for a second, because I want to go to Linda as well. Linda, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing? How you doing, Lyle? Difficult situation, um, I know. I get that. It is a difficult situation. But you were in a, well, you personally were in a similar situation. Your dad passed away when you were quite young, and I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. Yeah, and my brother would have been the same age as this little guy. Twelve, yeah. And yeah, and kind of had the same attitude. My mom met somebody. Um, he did come in as a friend as well. Okay. Um, and he would say, uh, I'm not going to bed until he's going to bed and stuff like that. But as the years have went on, obviously we, he accepted him. And we have a stepdad now. Um, and, and how I old were you? You were four at the I time. I was four. Okay, so you so were very I young. I have memories of my dad, really. Only the memories that my mum told us. Okay. Um, we were always told that he was never here to replace our dad. Um, he did walk me down the aisle when I got married. 
because I did respect him, he brought me up like I was his daughter. Um, he, we never called him dad. We yeah. called him by his name. Um, but yeah, like I think for us now, as I'm married myself, my brother is married, um, we feel that like my mom, if my mom didn't meet this man, um, she'd be very lonely because we all have our lives now. Yeah, so she she would have been kind of a little bit older now and finding it more difficult, like Breda, with respect to Breda, is yeah. a little bit older now and it's more difficult to meet somebody, I suppose. Yeah, and she never went out looking for somebody. You it know? just happened. It just happened, and it was the best thing that probably happened, and she always says to us, you know, God forbid if you're in that situation, you know, life is too short, you know, and, mm. and me and my husband always have this conversation that God forbid something happened to either of us, you know, I would have, I would want him to move on and be happy, I wouldn't want him to be moping around for the rest of his life without somebody. But you'd want him to mope for a, for a while, anyway. Oh, yeah. well, he, tells, he tells me two weeks, and maybe he'd move on then. <laughs> two weeks, yeah. You want him to mope for a little while, anyway, at yeah. least. Yeah, I'd haunt him if he doesn't. I'd haunt him. Yeah, but I think for this woman, she needs to go with her gut, and she needs to realise that her son will grow up one day, too, and move out, and she'll be left on her own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Bre- well, hang on, but Breda, oh. that's a fair point Linda makes. I mean, it made her mam happy, and in turn, that makes for happy families. You know, if her mam is happy and not lonely and miserable. You know, I mean, I'm not suggesting you were lonely and miserable, Breda, by the oh, way. Anything but, let me tell you. Yeah, I know, but, I'm, ju- but yeah. I'm just saying, if it makes them happy, you know, I mean, you, you really but, only have one life. You don't want to be getting to 70 or 80 and looking back and saying, oh, I should have met somebody. Why didn't I meet somebody sooner? You know, you don't want to be doing that, do you? No. No, but at the same time, the child is 12. Like, in, in another four or five years, he'll be gone, you know. And, he, like, you're very lucky, Linda, that your brother did eventually accept your stepdad. But yeah. some kids would never do that. So, I mean, yeah. do you want the child to grow up resenting the mother and then become breaking away from her and never coming back to her? I mean, to me, that would be more tragic than losing a man. Sorry, mm. but it would. You know, I think the child... You know, I think she needs to go very slow with this whole thing. Yeah. Obviously, he's just not happy. And he knows what's going to happen if they get into the bed together and whatever, you know. like Yeah, exactly. And it is, 12 is an awkward age because they are becoming, you know, they're, they're becoming... They, well, they understand time. relationships, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and they're becoming young men. And I'm sure he feels he's the man at the house. Oh, that's always a problem too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's, he sits top of the table now because he replaces dad. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. he's there now thinking, oh my God, this guy thinks he's coming here and taking over my role. Like, there's a huge, and psychologically, I just think it could have a detrimental effect on that young man down the road. If, but do you, you have know. to, no, but see, Breda, I understand what you're saying, and I get everything you're saying, and it's not the child's fault, by the way. There is a psychology involved in the whole thing. I'm sure a psychologist has spent an hour talking to us about it. But in saying that, you do have to bite the bullet. Like, if this woman turned around and said, well, look, that mammy needs a friend. Mammy wants company. And mm. that's just the way it has to be. And you will get used to it. You will learn to like him. Can you just give it a chance? I mean, can she not? Is that not yeah, better but, advice? But, but, but can, does, does he have to stay over for the moment? I mean, if well, at what point to, is he not going to? I mean, at yeah. some point he has to stay over. She, I yeah. mean, you can't keep avoiding the issue. No, I like, know that. But I mean, if he's becoming that upset about the whole thing, it's, it's like you can't say to the child, tough he's staying and you just get over it because I do think that's going to happen. Well, at some point you're going to have to say that. Yeah, but like maybe give it a little bit more time then. Do you know what I mean? Maybe see, can, the, can he bring him to a football match? See, can they get a common denominator between the two and build up a link that way first? You know, I mean, like at the end of the day, it's, it's the child, I mean, to me, I'm sorry, but the child comes first. 
you know. Oh, and the other the other thing, by the way, is and Linda pointed that out. Obviously, her dad passed away when she was quite young, right? And obviously, you can have a mother that's very young and a husband passes away, or vice versa. When is too soon to move on? There's a whole Irish thing about this, by the way, Linda. And I remember years ago, there was a woman across the road from me, mother's died. And she was the talk of the neighbourhood. Her husband died. And I think within a few weeks, there was some fella at her door. And everybody was, oh, Jesus, the man is not even cold in his grave. And look at her, she's men coming to the door already. Like, So there's a whole Irish thing there about, you know, not doing it too soon. When is too soon? Well, nobody has the right to judge because you don't know until you're in that situation yourself. You Mm. know? Like, yeah, and but I suppose there's a respect, isn't there? People say, well, don't be disrespectful, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like my mum yeah, well, would, would, like, still at Christmas and birthdays and, you know, like, obviously when I got married, my dad wasn't there, but my stepdad is there. She gets really emotional about, like, because he's not there. Like, she didn't just forget about him. He's been no. spoke about all our lives. Mm-hmm. My niece and nephew now know all the little stories about him. He just didn't disappear when this new person came in. And you know, have, you, have you got kids, Linda, by the way? No, I don't have children myself. Okay, because no, I'm wondering, do you're, you know, you like if you had children, would they call him granddad or they just call him by his first well, name? Well, my niece and nephew call him granddad. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, they, and they're fully aware that they have got a granddad that was their dad that's up in heaven as well. Like, right, okay. Um, they know the whole story, like, because I, I don't, I see, I, all I'm saying is, Breda, let's not mollycoddle children either. There is a point, I mean, with everything in life, with children, sometimes you have to put your foot down. And if they start making a scene, like even in the shop, if it's over a packet of sweets, you oh, know, yeah, if you let that. them make a scene and you allow that to happen and you pander to it, sometimes the scene becomes worse. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, I, and I do get that. But I mean, you know, I mean, how long has this man been in, in, in her life? Well, two years since the husband died. He, I mean, he was a friend of the husband's anyway, it seems. And he has been a good friend to her over the last two years. Now, she's only got romantically involved with him in the last six months because obviously she didn't allow herself to do that before six months ago because of the, right. the guilt, I suppose. Everything else. Yeah, but like six months isn't an awful long time. for and The kids was, would have known him as, as their dad's friend. And now all of a sudden he's mammy's boyfriend. Six months is a long time. It's a decent amount of time, isn't he? Especially with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I try and get a common denominator between the, yeah. her, the boyfriend and the son. Try and build up a, you know. A, like that's not a bad up. idea if, he, if he's bothered to do that. And, and if he's not bothered to do that, well, he's probably not worth it. Off, there's the door. Don't let yeah. you hit your ass on the way out. I mean, if he's <laughs> not going to put in the time with the children, I wouldn't want him there. Yeah, true, true. That's, that's, that's a good point. He has to make the effort to have a relationship with the children too, of yeah, course. Yeah, if he's only there interested in having a relationship with her, then no, big time. Out you go. Sorry, goodbye. Good but you did know. say, though, in the letter, he, they have been to own family out. And yeah, she did say they've been to the park and the cinema and places like that together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, and, he, but, and he hasn't put pressure on her, basically, to pursue, keep going, even though the child did get upset. Like, he's kind of taken a step back, which says a lot about him as well. Like, you know. Yeah, but I, I do think if he made the effort with the young fella and the, the found a common denominator be yeah. the gar, soccer, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe try and get tickets to bring him to Croke Park. Bring him for a like pint. That. Well, no, <laughs> it's the only point. Um, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I get you completely. All right, listen, stay there for a second, both of you. I need to go to a break. Uh, the number's 087-188-008. When is too soon? And what do you do when one of your kids is not happy with your new boyfriend? Martin, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing? Martin, not too bad. I'm absolutely soaking wet out here. Oh, where are you? Down in uh, County Limerick, it's been really heavy rain. Oh, I know, morning. I know. I drove down this morning from the north, and I have to say, the rain never stopped all I the know. way down. 
all the way down. And you know what? It's one of my, it gives me anxiety. I hate driving in that weather. You know when it's really, you don't mind a bit of rain, but it's it's that kind of murky. I'm on the trucks, you know, the spray from the trucks and you literally, there's low visibility and it was like a wind. You would, if I'd said it, I said it this morning to Karen, if I took a video of that and sent it to somebody in another country, they wouldn't believe it was somewhere in Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) It was like 14 degrees and miserable. (laughs) I want to move. I'm moving. That's it. Martin, what do you do in this situation, you know, where, you know, your little kids are not accepting your new partner? I I think obviously you have to tread, uh, you know, carefully. But I think from listening to uh, all the callers, you can't really let the kids at the end of the day dictate how your life is going to be led uh, simply because that, you know, they're not learning the life lessons that they need to learn when you're mollycoddling them to, to that degree. So mm. it, it, has to, it has to be one of communication at the end of the day, where, you know, you sit down and you work out the, the, the parameters. You know, obviously, the, the guy's not there to replace the father, and that should never be the case anyway. Yeah. Um, and it has to be, you know, just one of softly introducing, you know, the, the, new, the new pattern of how things are going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and kids will adjust. And like you said before, you know, they might have a bit of a, a, a tantrum or something for, you know, a, a month or two. But the thing is, is to keep talking through it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and keep making sure that they, they feel that they're, they're still the important ones. Um, but, you know, that, that the mother still has to, you know, live her life. Uh, as you say, there's only one life that you have to live. Uh, and, you know, you can't, you know, as many people do, live it totally 100% through your children because, you know, that's not, just not giving them a good foundation because... No, you know, and, and they have to learn some of life's lessons when it comes... To, because they could end up in that situation themselves in later yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I of mean, course. I, I lost my father when I was young, um, and um, my sister, obviously, younger still. Uh, and I know the effect that it can have on, on, a, on a family. Um, but then again, you know, it, it, again... It, it is part of life's lessons. Okay, well, do, do, do me a favor, just stay there for a second. Oh, by the way, I want to address something as well. The Christine sent in text is not I have a very sick uh, special needs baby. One of them uh, has many issues, including lung disease. She's high risk of, for COVID. So I would consider giving her the vaccine. Absolutely, by the way, Christina. I absolutely, in your case, I would. And that wasn't the point I was making, Christina. There are kids out there who are vulnerable and they should be vaccinated against all sorts of things. Uh, I've always been very proud of vaccination. But I, w- I was referring to when they you know, and kind of develop a vaccine first and they want to test it on a baby. That's what I was talking about. Okay, I don't know if anybody would be interested in that aspect of it. Uh, let me go to Sharon. Sharon, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Say doing, Sharon. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Uh, Sharon, I mean, your family, uh, your, your family where you got, your, was your mum and dad got divorced when you were very young? When I was 12. Okay. When I was 12. And, and who did you stay with, your mum or your dad? Your mum? Um, at first, my mom, my two sisters went for visits with my dad for the weekend. Okay. The person my dad met, and uh, I didn't. I stayed loyally with my mother because I was the oldest. I understood a little bit more, and I didn't want anyone replacing my mom. But unfortunately, she had her problems. Uh, okay. She she was a beautiful woman, but uh, she she didn't handle the breakup very well. Okay. So my dad ended up taking us. Um, okay. But the problem was we weren't consulted. We weren't spoken to. I was told one day, you're moving to Dublin, that's it. You know, so that was really hard. And while it was hard, 
I buried it, I suppose. Yeah. For years. And um, I think the thread of all this is to consider the child, communicate with the child. And, and so, I would I would never disagree with you. Absolutely. You must consider the feelings of the child and the psychology involved in that as well, by the way. But at but some... talking to a child with mm. maybe a third party, like maybe having a bit of, um, what's the word? No, Counselling. Yeah, where the yeah. child can air their feelings. Air yeah. their feelings and things can be maybe worked out a little bit. Yeah. You know, and um, at least then when the child grows up, they won't. And do you, do you think it's affected but your that, life, that Sharon? Got, I mean, when, well, when that pain got stuck in me. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. For years, and I didn't deal with it until I was in my 40s. In that's your 40s? When, that's when it, in my 40s. That's when it came out. Right, that's okay. When all the resentment bubbled up and came out and, you know, it wasn't in a great way. So I would, I would really just recommend um, trying to work through the feelings so that the child doesn't grow up with this hurt. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Breaking up, depending on the age of the children, and particularly with younger children. And I think when I say younger, four or five, maybe not too bad, but children around 11 to kind of 16 years of age, that's a very impressionable age. And it can have a huge impact in their life, a marriage breakup. Yeah. My sister was five and, and she went ended up uh, going into addiction, you know. And I know. That, that's, that can be a result of that. Of yeah. And yeah. Then she had her own lo- lovely little daughter, met a lovely husband. Mm. Uh, well, both my sisters had counselling when they were when they were in their twenties, but I had met a lovely man and I had gone into a lovely family, and I really didn't. I had, I just buried buried those feelings, and they came out in my forties when I became more assertive a person. I think I don't know exactly, but all I know is the pain was stuck for that many years. And do you think that's created relationship issues then in your life? Um. Or trust issues, maybe, or... A- no, 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 definitely not. Okay. I married the perfect, most, you know, beautiful man, so no. I'm delighted to hear but that. It's just that um, the pain got stuck for a long yeah, time. Yeah, okay, okay. And I think it's better to, you know... To deal with it at the time, rather than... Yeah, feeling. yeah, absolutely. And, and okay, of course we all know, you know, things have to move on, you know, in time. Yeah. But I do think that the child needs to say whatever he needs to say, whether it be scream, get angry, uh, you know, in a in a safe environment with the with, you know, that everybody can speak. Um, well, the mom himself, and I don't know if there's any other children. Yeah, well, um, there there is another child, but the, the other child doesn't seem to get mentioned. So obviously they're taking it okay. Yeah. There's a younger child. The other child. thing was great too. The the other lady was saying, you know, yeah, you know, your child will be gone in a few years. And that is true. But at the same time, people do need to move on. But I think if the child got help, he might be able to move to move on. OK, well, listen, thank you for that. And some good advice there as well. Um, but quick text just before I go into the break, by the way. Niall, what would you do if your new lady's children didn't want you uh, in their mother's life? Saying six months is too soon to meet someone new. Are you crazy? It should be at least three to five years it takes that length of time to grieve for someone. Um, well, my partner, by the way, her previous partner didn't die or anything like that. He's still alive. Anyway, it takes, it takes that length of time to grieve for someone if you really had loved them. Bringing new men or women into children's lives can be detrimental to them and send them into serious depression and perhaps even more, i.e. suicidal tendencies or even, uh, in fact, it should really not be done until they are adults. Ah, would you stop? 
We'll just stop out of that. So what? You have to wait, like Breda said, and that was Breda's choice, by the way, till your children are adults before you ever enjoy the company of another adult or have any intimacy or emotions, your, that kind of relationship emotions in your life. Are you mad? But maybe you agree. Maybe you agree with this person. They believe that you should wait at least years before you meet somebody else if you get separated, divorced, or somebody passes away, or whatever it happens to be, before you bring men or women into children's lives, other men or women into children's lives. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. Thankfully, by the way, in case you're curious, uh, from a personal point of view, I have a very good relationship with my partner's children. So there's never been an issue, thankfully. Uh, but let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. This person believes you should never bring other adults into your children's lives. So when is the right time, John, to get into a new relationship if your children are not really that accepting of it? Never. Never? To, never. I have to say, as a man, I would never get involved in another man's children. Why? Another man's family. Why? Because you'll always be on the, you'll always be put outside. You'll always be, be, you know, put out in the cold. If there's any family decisions or anything, you'll always be told, what's it got to do with you? And, you know, mind your own business. You're only a blow in and that kind of stuff. No, oh, no, I don't. I know. I don't buy into that at all. No. I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a relationship where there's another man's children, of course. And, mm. and I'm very accepted in that relationship. Yeah, now, of course, they still be, see their daddy and stuff like that as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, that may be so. But at the same time, I mean, children will always have one daddy, one mammy, and they'll never have a multiple of mammies and daddies. They'll always have the one, two parents, and that's it. And I mean, even if you try to enforce, let's put it this way, even if a man, uh, in that case that you were talking about, if that man tries to enforce any household rules on the children, they're just going to say, yeah, right, get out, son. We don't mm. dare you. We don't yeah. want that. You know, you're not my daddy. So, so know, I don't know. Is what you're saying to me is that. what you're saying. Not sa- my daddy. So who that? So Everything you're saying there. to me, a woman or a man who is divorced yep. um, or separated are destined to be lonely for the rest of their life. Is that what you're telling me? I don't. If know, they have I'm kids, saying, from my point of view, I would never get involved in another uh, relationship by a man or a woman who, well, obviously not a man, but for another woman's relationship. Uh, you know, if the father had died, I would never get involved in that relationship with a woman for the simple reason is that you know it would never work out in the long run and you will always be the one that's on the, you know, the outcast of the family group. And um, and to be quite honest, no, I wouldn't do it. Um, Because, I mean, I never, I mean, how many of them families have ever worked out really? Is there a statistic around that, I wonder? I'm assuming they do because a lot of people get into a second relationship after a divorce. So I'm assuming they do work out because if you're getting into a second relationship and most people or a lot of people do get into second relationships because divorce rates are so high, of course. I mean, only last year or yesterday we talked about the fact that, you know, there's a huge increase in the amount of people getting divorces. Uh, I'm assuming most of those people, because those people would be in their 40s or 50s, they already have children. So most people do get into relationships with other people's children. No, I think I think if the if the family is let's say seventeen, eighteen, twenty years of age, then you can look at. In my case, let's say let's say for argument's sake, uh, there was a woman I wanted to get with, and our family was grown up. That's fine if they're seventeen or eighteen or nineteen. You know, you could say that's fine. The family have moved on. They're doing their own thing. They're moving into college or whatever the case may be. So the two years can grow together as a unit or as a family. Um, but, I mean, if you have younger children, no, it just doesn't seem to work because uh, at the end of the day, the child will always be looking for the original daddy or the original mammy. And, you know, any substitutes just do not cover or just do not work. Yeah. 
Uh, my, that's my view. Now, I could be wrong. But you're making this assumption. When you say substitutes, right? I mean, yeah. when you go into a relationship with, say, a woman that has already has children, you don't want to be the substitute father. You're not, you're not going into that relationship thinking, I'm going to be the new daddy of these children. That's not. And if you're going in with that attitude, by the way, you're an idiot because you're not going to be the new daddy. But what you are going to be is a friend to the children, maybe somebody else they can talk to in their lives. You know, and somebody, not that you are replacing their father. You're just another person in their lives. Because if yeah, you're going in with that feeling that you're the new daddy, well, then that's not going to work out, is it? Well, no, I mean, at the end of the day, most people who get together as a mother and father, as a family unit, will, you know, they will make decisions for the children. Yeah, but John, what you're doing is you're coming from a Christian perspective. And by the way, I agree with you. No, 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 you are. But what you're saying to me is the family is sacrosanct, right? And I agree with you. The family is very important and I have great value in the family. As you know, I've talked about it on numerous occasions, how much value and emphasis I put on family. Family is so important. And when I, my marriage broke up four years ago, my biggest concern was losing my family. Not losing Mm. my wife or not losing my kids individually. It was losing my family that security of the family unit right and that's mm. really important and everybody talks about that okay but As a father, uh, that would be very important of, of course, course it is it yeah be. but but in saying that you sometimes when a relationship breaks down you have no choice there's nothing you can do about it it's not your problem it's not your fault sometimes and there's nothing you can do about it you can't change it so you have to just figure out the best way to deal with it yeah but on this, if you look at it this way let's look at it this way yeah uh, Let's say I was in. I was involved in. Um, I, you know, I met this woman. She had a family. We got together, and down the line, we kind of, you know, we're living together and all the rest of it. And the family is there. I mean, at the end of the day, what's going to happen there is you're just going to feel like an imposter with that family because you're just going to know this is not my real family. This, you know, I may look. No, like I don't feel like an imposter, John. But. I can't, you John, can't I'm in a relationship. But, but hang on. I'm not taking the role of any... I'm in a relationship with somebody with children. I'm not, yeah. I don't feel like an imposter. I would. Well, I would. No, no, I you could feel, feel like the way you want. I don't I feel would. like an imposter. I would, feel, I would feel like, yeah, okay, this is grand, but I think I'd, I'd prefer my own family, my own biological well, family. Well, er- that way, well, yeah, but everybody would feel- everybody would feel to some extent like that, that their own children are obviously their own biological children, and that's different. But that doesn't mean you're not you're not saying they're, they're these are my new children. They're not my new children. They're just people who are now in my life. They're children who are my life that I also care about as well. You know, and you learn to love those children and care about those children. But you're not trying to replace their father. Well, you're not trying to know, be their father. Co- you know, this is what I'm trying to. Say. This is what I'm saying. Really, is that children could look upon. A, a, you know, a woman or a man coming into, you know, let's say the father died or the mother died, wherever. They could look upon the, the new person coming into that relationship as, are these trying to take over where daddy left off? Oh, yeah, and, well, and, and children, yeah, and you're right, children you know, sometimes do feel like that. there in the back room, whether it's, you know, whether the family comes together or not. But that that kind of resentment would always be there like it's okay so so what do you well okay let me get to the crux of this so the woman who sent us in the original email her husband died two years ago which is a different scenario by the way right her husband died yeah. so are you telling me let's just say let's just say she got divorced for the sake of the argument right and two years later are you telling me that she's destined never she should never ever meet somebody else again and bring them home no, what I would do in that respect is I'd wait for the children to grow up, and oh, then stop. if I wanted to meet, what you know, if I wanted to actually have how a old eighteen? 
Yeah, I suppose, yeah, when they're ready to fly the coop, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, well, your, well, under your terms and in conditions, I was quite lucky that my children were over the age of 18 anyway. All right. <laughs> but, well, stay, well, stay there for a second because John, you're in Ireland's classic kids. John, uh, John Ella, we call him, we call him the angry Christian Tell for the... the angry Christian. Yeah, for the, the angry Christian for the purpose of the, uh, of the conversation so we don't get confused. So the... Oh, okay. Well, well, look, John, the angry Christian believes that you should never enter into another relationship until your children are adults. Yeah, I think Because so. obviously, like, I mean, that John has had his Weedabix this morning because that has given him the strength to push the rock away from the cave the way he could come out. Oh, right, okay. Because you're actually, it could be a first like, I mean, for yourself and maybe any radio presenter, you're actually having a discussion, uh, a conversation with a dinosaur. So you think you think the angry Christian is a dinosaur? Completely. Well, that, that's mean, by the way, that wouldn't be anything new. <laughs> no, no. One of all the stepfathers and stepmothers. Still, a your point at the end of the day, people in your relationships, right, that are quite happy and getting on with his right, and he's basically, like I mean, uh, just casting all those people aside, and that's what all these step parents aside. He's casting them all aside, yeah. And uh, and that's what you know, like in yeah. We'd say if a woman... You're, John, sorry, John, you're a bit muffled, John. Sorry, are you, are you talking into your phone there? Can you right? hear me now? I am, yeah. I'm no, okay, not, yeah. not you, angry Christian. John, oh, no, me, yeah. yeah. Um, can you hear me now? I, I can hear you better now. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, well, the, the thing is, like, I mean, look, Conda John, uh, he's saying that, I mean, that no one should start anything at all when the, the kids are almost grown up. And what about the intervening years in between of happiness, like, and companionship, like, and love? And, and I mean, are you just supposed to just stay celibate and, and have no romance in your life then? Where do your kids are 18 or 20? And suppose you don't meet somebody then. And suppose it's, and it's a lot harder the older you get. And you were very lucky. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... What you, uh, hey, 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 go back here. What do you mean I was very lucky? What did you mean by that remark? What, because I'm 57? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, not fair on the second. I mean, when you're starting out the second time, it's not easy. Like, you, you, you must... Yeah, well, my, par- my partner's 10 years younger than me, so, I mean... Oh, yeah, but that's a really good bully for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, no, but can the, I get the, in there for the, a minute, the, if you don't no, mind? No, but the thing is, look, I mean, you can't, you can't cast, like, I mean, make a blanket statement like that, that all people that are on second relationships are there. Because I was in a relationship, like, I mean, where the father of the child died, and I'd done the best I could, and a way around that to me would be, Noel, is that you keep, you, if you don't know the person, you get little tidbits after the mother, like, I mean, what the father, what a sense of what he was like, or the mother, right? Yeah. You didn't stop engaging with the child and saying, I heard your dad used to do this or that. The child gets interested in, right? You, and eventually, they will identify with you and the father together because they said, this guy or this woman talks about my dad or my man as if they knew her, and it kind of breaks down the barriers. But to go along and to say, like, I mean, that people should almost never start again, like, I mean, I'm sorry that... Yeah. No, I, I, I do get part of what John is saying. There can be resentment, by the way, sometimes. Well, particularly, yeah, yeah particularly if there's a divorce situation and let's say the father's chucked out of the house, the children are young, and then a new man comes along and moves in. You know, the old father, the original father, could resent quite a lot and could be putting ideas in the kid's head saying, now remember, he's not your da. I don't care if he's living with you. He's not your da. So that, and, and obviously he feels a bit hard done by too that he's been replaced. So well, can I get in there for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, John. Right, I just want to address something there. Uh, this idea, this liberal idea of there's so many families and there's so many genders and there's so many this, that, well, and you're not... Well, what are you talking about? Hang on, I just want to say, I want to, I want to address this point now because it annoys the hell out of me. The fact of the matter is there's only one 
family that's considered in this world. That's your, that's your paired and family of your mother and father. The nuclear family. No, 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 hang on, John. Well, no, hang on, hang on. Not necessarily. There are people out there who are adopted. There are people who are in same-sex relationships with two fathers and two mothers. Uh, your idea as a Christian, of course, I, be- I understand that you believe mam, dad and the child is the only family in your eyes. But, you know, we live in a different world now, John. No, but the only problem is that's a pushed liberal agenda. Well, you can, you can call it what you want, but it's the real world where these families exist. And you can call it what you want and you don't have to accept yeah. it. I'm not asking you to I accept it. Accept it no. That's fine. You're a Christian. I believe that, that's, that's your choice. But I'm just telling you, we live in the real world and that does exist. Well, can I also say on the psychological level, uh, the other John there is totally wrong because children will make up their minds whether they want to accept another parent or another person in a relationship if one of the parents dies. I mean, this idea that, you know, children are adaptable and they'll just, you know, go... They are adaptable. They won't. No, no, they are adaptable. You know absolutely nothing about children when you made that statement there, no. You know nothing. I know nothing. About children. To make make that statement, you're not good more. He doesn't have children. children. But I do know one thing, and I'll I'll say this to you, John. I do know this, and I have a lot of respect for you, by the way. I will say one thing to you. If I was in that position where, let's say, one of the par- where, where, let's say my mother or father died and suddenly there was a new man or new woman in the family, brought into the family overnight, I would not be accepting of them as my new mother or father. Yeah, and we, that's we, me we, talking, we, we, not look, anybody we, else. You, the, the thing is, look, you're right up to a point there. It has to be handled very sensitively and Nigel will agree with this as well, especially when the kids are young. But also over time, like I mean, they can find like, I mean, that they gel with this either man or woman that has come into their life then, and they find out like, I mean, that, you know, that they actually get on, and you have a clear yeah, figure but, there. Yeah, but John, some people just don't accept it. It doesn't matter whether they're lovely people or horrible people or they're great people. Some children just don't accept the loss of a parent. And they don't accept the, you know, a new parent being established in that family overnight. Or and, and you're right. And, and so, well, so I won't say won't accept, but some children find it a lot more difficult to understand or accept. And I get that. And you have to be very conscious of that. And your children always come first. I'm not saying they shouldn't. But and always their, their feelings should be taken into consideration. So you have to deal with some situations a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, the suggestion by you that a parent who either goes through a divorce or loses, you know, their other half to death should, you know, are destined to stay lonely lonely for the rest of their life just because, you know, that's nonsense. No, I wouldn't say lonely. What I would say is I would wait for the kids to be a certain age that they, you know, like they're going into the world themselves. And then if you want to hook up with somebody, yeah, because that way then you don't have the children there to please or you don't have the children there to, you know, you run things. Well, that's his opinion and and he's he's sticking to it, John. All right, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Loads of people, by the way, texting it. Somebody says, no, I completely agree with John, the angry Christian. Um, You should wait till at least the children are 18 years of age before you bring another person into your family home. I wouldn't agree with you. I completely disagree. If that was the case, then a lot of people are just going to go very old and lonely. But then again, some people do agree with John and some people don't. Anyway, so there's other few things going there saying that he's mad, but <laughs> you're entitled to your view. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.